Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Appreciate you all for tuning in and sorry for uh, not being able to do devotions for the last week or two. It's been a long, long, long road. <laughs> it is, uh, tell you what, this surgery was uh, far harder than I had anticipated and it's been tough and now I uh, don't sure if I got a sinus infection or what. Doctor called in some medication for me. Uh, I had to call yesterday where I'm still having a, a rough time here of it. And uh, so hopefully it'll get me back on the track to better health. But uh, so I appreciate y'all's patience and uh, appreciate y'all for uh, hanging in here with me and and uh, watching this morning. And see what we got watching. We got. Uh, uh, Jennifer Honeycutt, Jennifer Corby Williams, got the, got the Jennifers this morning, <laughs> Amy Oaks-Turner, Carolyn Kelly, Donna Taylor, appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and uh, joining me here, uh, let me see, let me get this up here, alrighty, with well, this time my friends, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Right. Well, we get to say those pledges each day and each morning. Hello, Terry Hudson. Appreciate you tuning in. Well, I guess you all have missed Mad Matt's news and comment. <laughs> I'm sure it has just uh, tore you all down to know that uh, you've not got to hear my political thoughts <laughs> what's going on in the world today. Uh, you know, of course, uh, I guess the, the hot topic issue right now is the abortion issue and the the crybabies out there in front of the uh, Chief Justice's home uh, protesting. I mean, it's one thing to protest in front of a public arena, but to go to their, their houses is just, uh, it just shows a lack of uh, uh, integrity. I mean, it just, it just shows what babies they are. I mean, it's, uh, you know, just addictive of our nation today. They, uh, they adults want to be treated like children, and children are dispensable. You know, I mean, that's really what it boils down to, uh, you know, is the fact that, uh, uh, they're advocating so hard to kill a child. I mean, you know, that's, you know, if you listened last Wednesday when I was talking and discussing about abortion, you know, it's very clear that at the time of conception, that child is a separate entity. You know, it's not a, an organ. It's not a tonsil. It's not a part of the body. It's a separate entity. It takes, uh, you know, it's the combination of two genetic makeup of both parents to make that individual, and that is an individual separate from that of the mother. So when they say it's their body, it's not their body. That's a that's a, 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 a <laughs> an individual body. But the thing of it is, you know, it's just like this woman on uh, my uh, Facebook uh, started going off on me and said, uh, "Isn't it the responsibility of a of a man to protect his family?" I don't even know what she's talking about. And I said, "Well, is it the responsibility for a mother to protect her child?" I mean, what are you talking about here? You know, yeah, you, you you're supposed to protect those you cannot defend themselves you detect a baby uh, and there's just no excuse 
for abortion i know people want to bring up uh whether the the life of a mother or uh, in a case of rape both of those instances are less than one percent all right i understand that less than one percent in fact there are those doctors out there who would argue that the mother's life is never in danger you know it's very controversial in that a- arena but even in then it's less than one percent and then uh, even in cases of rape, it's still not the child's fault. So therefore, if you do not want that child, if it's going to be a, remi- a reminder of that trauma. We're not making light of that horrible experience. They can still put that child up for adoption. There's been many who have been a product of rape. And one what really gets my goat, if you will, in the case of those with um, uh, intellectual disabilities, to say that uh, this should be aborted as if we're to say their life has no value. And that really, really makes me angry because I've worked extensively uh, with uh, those with intellectual disabilities uh, in the community and the schools and uh, you the you know you the, there's no way to put uh, value on what they're going through I mean they are just wonderful individuals to to work with so even in those cases but you know again only has a bunch of cry babies and if it is you know they're not getting rid of abortion all they're doing is turning it over to the states you know, they're, they're, so it's up to each individual state. And so say if the state of Tennessee, which has the trigger law, if it goes into effect, it, they will ban abortion in the state of Tennessee. Well, guess what? Take your happy rear end, go to another state and kill your baby if that's what you feel like you got to do. So they're not banning abortion in America. So that's what's even more insane. Act like that they're not going to be able to have uh, convenience of, of killing their child, you know, and that's all it is. It's a matter of convenience. Plain and simple. It's a form of birth control is all it boils down to. And uh, uh, Amy sent me a thing um, uh, earlier about uh, how now they're trying to do a womb transplant uh, where a man could carry a baby. All I could think of was that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he uh, where he used to try to carry that baby, him and Danny DeVito. But it just it shows how the, this they're they're trying to go against natural law. They're trying to go against what God has ordained. It just shows indicative of the perversion of what God has created. That man has now perverted. That Satan is perverting what God has put into place. And and I tell you, I've had a belly full of the LGBTQ crap being shoved down our throats every time I turn around. And again, that is the minority. Again, we have the the tail wagging the dog. Uh, trying to make decisions for the majority. And I about had a belly full of it. I was so sick of seeing these pill commercials and these um, homosexuals and dressed in drag or Botox commercials. I want to throw up. And uh, I know that. I know I've had people uh, on social media, on Twitter and, and Instagram, stuff, says, uh, who said, uh, okay, they're caveman. Well, you need to get back into the present century. Hey, I'd rather be a caveman than to live like an uh, emaciated, emasculated, neutered male that we're seeing so many, uh, so many indicative of the, I lose the, use the term loosely, of men that we're seeing today who bought into the law of the liberal leftist agenda. And uh, so, you know, I'm not a, 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 I'm not a misogynist, but what we're seeing in the, in, is the exact contrast of that is misandry, which is a direct hatred for men. When you see the word diversity, that you might as well put an equal on anything but white male and straight that's basically what that means and i've just had i've just up to here with it you know just like on jhl the other day they had on the news how they want the tri-cities to be more diverse and they're talking to eastman and uh, in other words 
It's not about their qualifications. It's just whatever your skin color is. That is racist. All right? that, is, that is the very thing that Martin Luther King Jr. was talking against. It is your merit, your character, what is, is what you should be based on, not the color of your skin. And they're going backwards. And that's what they want to be hired. And they want to be inclusive. And it just it, it just is nauseating. But it doesn't matter what color you are when it comes to Eastman. It's just who you're related to. <laughs> Have you ever noticed you got father, grandfather, child, uh, grandchild. It, it sickens me when you see some 18-year-old kid getting hired on to Eastman, the guy who's got diplomas can't get on, you know. But, you know, hey, their daddy's worked there, but whatever. <laughs> have had it. So, it you know, it's all about who you know to get on at Eastman, no matter what color you are. But, uh, but you know, you get my point here. It's just it's ridiculous uh, what we're seeing here in our nation. So, all right. Let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Now, I was talking to an individual yesterday, and I was inviting Matt to the church, and they said, well, I've been there a time or two, and I'm a believer, but uh, I can just uh, uh, worship on my own. You know, uh, I hear that a lot here lately. I've, I've noticed, of course, you know, our church attendance has been down. You know, I'm not going to uh, sit here and lie and say that it's it's uh, doing great. Attendance has been down. You know, particularly Sunday is way down. And, of course, I, well, that's expected. You know, usually... Mother's Day, a lot of people go to church with their mom, so that's expected for attendance to be low. Summertime, generally attendance is low anyway because people are vacationing and uh, in and out. So, you know, uh, we, we see that a lot, but a lot of people uh, that I've approached here lately and I've invited them to church, I either get uh, no response, they just kind of look down and look away if I try to invite them to church as if they don't want nothing to do with church, or the response I get yesterday. A lot of times it's because they've been church hurt. And I, I come across that a lot, uh, you know, that somebody maybe have, has treated them poorly, maybe they feel like they got enough love and attention, and, you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to be disparaging, but, you know, I, I see that a lot. Well, nobody said hi to me when I come to the door. Well, you know, when you come in 10 minutes late and leave five minutes early, how are they going to, have to be able to talk to you? You know, or, you know, there's a line of people coming in. We got people at the doors greeting everybody. But, you know, they might, might have accidentally overlooked somebody. And so I'm not going back there because they didn't say hi. So, you know, it's almost as if the, the water should have been parted and the sun should have shone down on this one individual and everybody should have bowed before them and said, oh, thank you for coming. You know, it's, you know, I get tired of that attitude. I feel like our church is one of the, uh, one of the more loving churches out there, one of the more welcoming churches out there. And then we try to say hi to everybody body sometimes things get overlooked but you know so we have that kind of oversensitive uh if you will uh that uh, uh use that as an excuse not to attend church and you have those who have legitimately been church hurt who have uh been you know maybe they've been talked to horribly or treated badly or in one case an instance i was talking to an individual and uh, he wouldn't hardly look at me he wouldn't hardly talk to me and uh, i had a mutual friend I'm like man what's his deal have i done something to offend him he said uh, they were attending a church, and his wife ran off with a preacher. I said, no wonder I wouldn't want to talk to a preacher either after that. You know, that, that would you know talk about church hurt. That's a legitimate reason to be upset. But here's the thing, my friends: it is important that we are in church and that we are active. The whole COVID thing has uh, had has, has had a direct effect on church attendance. I'm always amazed at those who say, uh, "Well, I don't go to. I haven't. I kind of quit going because of COVID." 
Brother, they don't have no problem going to a ball game, Walmart, Home Depot, anywhere else in the world, work or whatever. But when you say church, ah, just a little scared, bull crap. Let's just call it what it is. You're lazy, all right? You know, that might uh, hurt your sensibilities, and uh, so be it. But it's just, just call it an ace what it is. And, uh, and uh, the fact is, you, people have gotten lazy. They've gotten used to watching online. And they think, well, if I, I've been doing this all this time. You know, I can still sit in my ties. I'll watch online. Why do I need to be there? You need to be there just because this verse here. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love. Now, you can't stir other people up in love if you're sitting at home alone. All right? You know, because you always hear that, well, me and the big man, we talk to each other when I'm out there fishing or hunting. Well, that's fine and good. I mean, I can talk to the Lord if I'm out and about by myself or out on my motorcycle stuff. That's fine. You can have that quality of time in the Lord. But you need to be with like-minded believers. We need to be in the church, in the pew, listening, and to not only to hear what is being taught, but to be proactive and to say, Lord, how can I use this to more to to how can I put it to better uh, be used for your service I guess you will you know we are in need of teachers and helpers uh, in our church and I, there's so many times when I've approached people like you know you, you see the cringe worthy on their face I would let me pray about it and that's just a nice way of saying no you know you know, we, we need this. You know, we need to build up our, our children's program. We need help within the church. We, you know, it, the volunteers is what helps us. We couldn't make it at Freedom Hall. We couldn't stream out live uh, there from the sanctuary if it wasn't for our volunteers. They're crucial to getting at the Word of God out. And who knows whether you're help teaching a child or working in the AV department, how your uh, being used for the Lord's service has, will uh, have a direct effect on someone coming to know Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior. And so that's why it's important and that you are in the church and that you are active because you don't know what somebody else is struggling with. You don't know what they're dealing with. And maybe you being there in the church, as we're reading here, to stir up one another in love. Maybe you see somebody that's been a little down. Say, approach them. Say, hey, are you okay? And, man, they, they may spill their guts and say, man, here's what's going on. And, you know, and who knows how, you know, maybe that person, what they're going through is something that you have been through and the Lord has brought you through. So, hey, let me show, tell you how Jesus got me through a similar situation. And be able to talk to them and get them built up and get them excited about the Lord to overcome maybe an issue that they're dealing with. Stirring one another up, not neglecting to meet together, not neglecting to meet together. All right, see this here. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. It cannot be any clearer. We need to be in church. We need church. You know, social media, is, as I think, has had a direct effect on church attendance as well. Because before, that's where that was the community hub, if you will. That's where many come together. That's where you know we are not to gossip. God's word tells us to do that. But sadly, that's where they come to gossip and talk to you know talk about other people, whatever. But uh, the fact of it is, you know, uh, the uh, that's where everybody come. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, uh, maybe think of a, a meme, if you will. You know, now people post on social media if they, if they get something new or whatever. But uh, when we were in school, if we want to show off some new shoes or new clothes, it was uh, going up to sharpen your pencil as a way to demonstrate to everybody, hey, look what I got, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, I don't know why that popped in my head. But it is, um, you know, we, of course, we don't care about what you wear, dress or wear. We care less about that. Uh, um, but the fact of it is, though, we need to be together. And if you are struggling or wrestling with the fact that you're trying to, you know, ask yourself, am I making excuses? Am I making excuses not to be in the church and be with other people? All right. I mean, the, the COVID thing is pretty much done with. I mean, you know, I think it's still there. 
you know, there's still people. I think it's going to be like the flu. It's going to be one of those things. It's kind of always going to linger there, but uh, it's 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 done. All right, you you know, you want to have to get over that, and uh, and start uh, getting your fanny back to where it needs to be. I mean, people, you surely to goodness you can give an hour to God a week. One hour a week. You know, I get very frustrated. Just like the other day, I, uh, someone had a made a comment on uh, underneath a post on Facebook and said, uh, yeah, we used to attend the Fountain of Life when they had uh, two services. When they quit that first service, we quit going. We're kind of smart-alecky. I mean, honestly, they kind of ticked me off. You know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, in other words, all right, you wanted an early service so you can say you got it done and over with so you can go do what you really wanted to do. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Now, if our church gets to the point where it needs two services, I'm all for it. But if you're only wanting to come just so you can get it over with, so you can go do what you want to do, that's a bad attitude. That's a wrong way of looking at things. Now, obviously, if you have a work schedule and, and, and that early service, you know, come in handy for those who have to, you know, go to work, I can understand that. But right now, we're just having the one service, man. We're barely, you know, it's just, it's sad to see so many empty seats in the in the sanctuary. And uh, so you need to ask yourself, uh, am I making excuses not to go to church? You know, every Sunday, the devil will make plenty of excuses. Oh, I've worked hard this week. I'm worried about COVID. Oh, I got stuff to do. Or, you know, there's, you know I got, oh, I got to go do here. I got to go do this. I got to do that. You know, and the devil will make plenty of excuses. And you think, well, I'll go next Sunday. No, <laughs> guess what? Next Sunday's going to come. Well, oh, gosh, it's pouring the rain. I'll go next Sunday, you know. And next thing you know, years have went by and you quit going to church. It is important. That's what we're reading here. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the hub habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. My friends, the day is drawing near. Christ is returning soon. So you need to, to get your head out of the proverbial sand. <laughs> so I started to say somewhere else, <laughs> but uh, your, your fanny or whatever. <laughs> all right. And we need to be together and encouraging one another and building each other up. All people are spiritually depleted right now. And because the devil's on a full-scale attack, because he knows his day is coming to an end, and he wants to draw you away from church and away from God as much as possible, Christ is returning soon. We need to encourage one another. We need to get excited about one another. Uh, hello, Timmy Peterson, Becky Hooks, Steve Mann. Hello, Mr. Mann. It's, it's great to see you, dog. Pray for your complete. Thank you, Mr. Mann, and uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. But, uh, but nonetheless, my friends, I'm running quickly out of time here. But these are some food for thought. This, I'm not trying to get be a, put out there a rebuke uh, to uh, guilt trip you into church. These are things we need to talk about. This is God's word. This is not me. This is God's word telling you that we need to not to neglect to meet together. We need to encourage each other. We need to be in church. All right, It's imperative and important. So it's not me. It's God's word telling you these things to be excited, be on fire for the Lord, to build each other up. We need to be there. All right. I can't express that enough. I don't, if you come to Fountain Life Bible Church, great. I, I, we want you there. But as long as you're going to a good Bible-believing church, this is not a, 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 a morning devotion uh, to, to build up FLBC. And uh, like I said, you're welcome. We want you there. My encouragement to you is to get into church. And wherever the Lord leads you, then that's where you need to go. And that's my encouragement for you today. Quit making excuses. Get your fanny in the pew. Get your fanny there. And make sure you're listening. You know, it's one thing to sit there and say, all right, Matt, tell me to be here. 
golly, when's this praise going to be over? I'm starving. Is this guy ever going to shut up? No, you need to be there engaged, engaged in the praise, engaged in the speaking, and to, to glean for what is being said, all right? You know, because so many people go to church, I think, you know, they want a self-help seminar, uh, how you could be a better you, how can you have a better marriage? You know, uh, it, it's not about that. It's about what you can glean from that so that you can be a, be, be a better servant unto God. It's not about you. It's about your servitude to God and that you're being Christ-centered, not self-centered. And that's why you need to be listening and engaged say, okay, Lord, how can I use this and then apply it to my spiritual walk so I can grow closer to you uh, this day, this week? And um, that is um, something, some food for thought, something for you to work on uh, throughout this week, to think about, contemplate about, and pray about. And uh, my friends, uh, we hope to see you at church on Sunday morning. Let us have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus, to draw closer to you each and every day. Help us, Lord, as I just said, to be Christ-centered, not self-centered. Help us to seek you out early. Help us seek you out each and every day. Help us draw closer to you. Help us understand the importance of church and, the, and why we need to be there. Lord, if anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray you be with all of my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. That you watch over, lead, guide, and protect them. Keep them safe and well as they're going out and coming in. Lord, be with all of our kids that are going to school and work and play. Lord, I know today's a senior layout day. I mean, you're going to Warriors and uh, Lord, these kids are out swimming and, and uh, goofing and doofing. Lord, I just pray that you will keep them safe. Lord, please keep them from any harm at all. Please watch over and protect them. Lord, I do pray that um, you will be with uh, our sister in Christ, Becky Hooks, who's watching this morning. I do pray that you will be with uh, all my family and friends who are watching. And I pray that uh, uh, you will encourage them and direct them and fill them and sustain them. And Lord, uh, let your spirit be felt in each of their homes. Lord, help us to serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friends, I appreciate you all for watching this morning. Again, I apologize for the uh, lack of devotions because <laughs> of uh, my health issues, which are, seem to be growing as I get older. <laughs> and, uh, so you'll have to bear with me. But I hope everyone has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.